How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shoots this one up the middle, and he's going to have a base hit. Hey, welcome to the big leagues, kid. You got an average. Well, he waited a long time for that. And the applause and appreciation from this Giants fan base, so sincere. And there's the souvenir. Now back to 95-7, the game. And after what seemed like, I don't know, a decade, <laughs> finally, finally, Giants fans, we have seen the arrival of Elliot Ramos who was drafted at 17 by the by the by the Giants in the first round. He he's been I is he I don't even know if he's 21 yet, but it, and I don't know that it's actually been 4 or 5 years, but it feels like it. But here he is showing up in his major league debut, going 2 for 3, scoring a run in a Giants victory over the Miami Marlins here at Oracle Park in San Francisco, and there we have it, okay? Boom. Uh, as far as debuts go, man, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I've been excited about this kid. He's supposed to be – you always hear about the 5 tool player. Uh, I remember Gary Brown was supposed to be that guy for so long. We all know how that went, right? Um, but overall, Allen, one, like how do you feel about – and we, we – we were peeking. We were peeking at the game mm-hmm. while we're doing radio. We didn't get to watch it a whole whole bunch. But what do you think about the game? Also, what do you think about the Giants in, in general? So Discalfani gave up two runs in three and two thirds inning, and then the bull bullpen. A total of four pitchers came in and pitched five and a third inning of shutout baseball. And, and that's been Giants baseball for the last last two seasons. Yeah, exactly. So going back to Elliot Ramos, I mean, he's 22 years old. And, you know, I bar- five seasons. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, he I, was 17. That's what I'm saying. Come on. But where, where's this guy been? It, 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 look, don't get me started on just minor leagues in general. The whole thing takes too darn long. But what he did today, I think the number one thing and we know he's supposed to be a masher. Mm-hmm. He came in, did not look overmatched. Did not look. He looked unbothered in a good way, right? He he looked excited to be there, but he looked like I expect to be here, and I probably should have been he, been here a little bit earlier. And I feel like every ball player feels like that, right? They they feel like they can go whenever they're you know whenever they they feel like they're ready. And he's been on a top prospect list for his whole career, so this is a long time coming for him. I'm happy that he you know didn't. This has been great for the for the Giants. You get Joey Bart who gets the monkey off his back as far as the home run because he didn't have one in the 2020 season. He hits a home run. 
first game of the season. Now you have Elliot Ramos who comes up, oh my gosh, like what if he starts out slow? And I know it's just one game. He comes out, he's like, I'm ready to go. It's okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, oh, we need bats? Oh, I'm your guy for wait, that. Wait, wait, no, no. If he goes over four, it doesn't matter. If he goes over four <laughs> until he goes two for three, like giant, the whole giant fan base oh is like, gosh. oh, yeah. this is what we spent five years waiting for. Exactly. So I, I'm glad it, it all got started off hot in a great way and just as far as the game is concerned you know the other team has Jazz Chisholm who I, I personally love he had a great diving grab Mauricio Dubon had the RBI double Luke Williams who's you know been re- who was really hot in the uh, in the preseason and spring training he gets an RBI single as well so they got you know a lot of this was a very old school baseball game like we had talked during the break no home runs from the Giants but they found a way to get it done it was very much a you know an old school you know um, grinded out game kind of like what we saw from the Warriors last night. Garcia gets the W with two innings pitched and two strikeouts. So Giants all around, just a solid W. And look, I know the Marlins probably aren't going to be very good, but at the beginning of the season, everybody is hyped up. Everybody is trying to play their best ball. Everybody is fresh. So you're going to get everybody's best shot. So for the Giants to come out, you know, they dropped the second game yesterday, but to, to refocus, get back out there, get this W and get that first series win. And you get the, the home run from Joey Bart. So, you know, he's feeling good and you get Elliot Ramos out there to get a new bat and he's feeling good just an all-around great weekend for the San Francisco Giants okay with with a one-run lead with a one-run lead in the ninth and really with the one-run lead with four innings to go no Camilio Doval, man. I mean, he, and he pitched yesterday, and he did well, but but you know that he he got blew up. He got blew up on opening day, right? Like mm-hmm. three runs in two-thirds of oh, the I, inning. Oh, I was there. I was you, there. You were there? I was there. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, you got to tell me about this off the air. Mm-hmm. Um, no, man, so so – what, what do you think that means about Duvall? Was he just tired? I mean, so it's a third game of the season. No. I know he pitched back-to-back days. It's only third game of the season. It, it, why not have your, your flamethrower and your potential closer out there today? Yeah, I mean, I think after the first game, you know, Gabe Kapler had said this is going to be, uh, you know, a game-to-game thing. We're not going to sit there and, and anoint anyone the closer. Obviously, that was essentially what they were doing when they brought Camilo Duvall out <laughs> in, in the, you know, top of the ninth in the first game. And that didn't go so well that time. But I do think that this is a long season. These things are going to happen organically the same way he became the closer organically last season. Right. So you, you don't have to put labels on everything. You, it, sometimes they just work themselves out. I think that is real. He's still really young in his career. I think that, you know, when you talk about sophomore slumps, that happens because you've pitched for a bit now. No, but you're not surprising anyone now. Now there are full-blown scouting reports on what you like to throw here, what your ball does here. So now he has to ratchet that up and say, okay, this is what they're looking for. This is what they're expecting out of me. So I need to get better here, here, and here. And I think that's what is going to happen with Camilo throughout the season. Now, is he able to, is he going to continue to do that in closing spots? I don't know, but he's going to continue to get opportunities. He's going to continue to improve. And I don't think anybody should hit any uh, big or small panic button quite yet. I just think that, you know, these are, these are professional hitters, man. And they're going to figure out any tick that you have or anything that you are doing that they can get an advantage on. They're going to do, they're going to figure it out and they're going to take advantage of it. Okay. But that, that stuff, that, that hater, the below, man, I'm just saying if you, if we get to the end of the season or we get to a playoff high leverage situation and we need three outs, I love Jake McGee. Love Jake McGee to death. Love, love me some Tyler Rogers. What about Dominic Leone was today? Dominic Leone, hey, but I'm just saying that the dude that you want out there, assuming assuming that you know you can get his mental right, right? 
that that's who you want out there, right? Like that's who you want to be your closer out of everybody. And they got some flamethrowers on the staff, but out of all these, that that's the dude you want to be your closer, right? Ideally, that, right? Yes, he is the classic closer. You know, he's got the mentality, cool as a cucumber, ice in his veins, throws cheddar, uh, you know, has different looks that he can throw at a team. And again, you're you're going into close, so it's not like they're going to see you. Or they're not supposed to see you. Multi- if they see you multiple times, something has gone terribly wrong. So you're supposed to come in, three guys see you who have not seen you before, and you slam the door. And I do think that th- that could ultimately him. Maybe he's just not there yet for this season, which is okay. But he could be. He could play the next. He could close the next game. And now we're not talking about this anymore. You know that's why the consecutive closes and and number of games without a blown save. That's why those things are so important and so impressive because it's so easy to you know get in a situation where things can get squirrely quick. And next thing you know, the other team has grabbed that momentum. And again, when you do throw that hard. Everybody throws hard now. So it's not like Velo is very surprising to anyone. And if you get that bat in the ball, you saw Jazz do it on Friday. That thing went flying. And that was an oppo taco. <laughs> he went oppo taco on it. Well, okay, so so let, let, let's get into the 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 offense. Because they score six runs on opening day against a Marlins pitching staff that is, you know, not. It, let's just say this. It, 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 it's not the Brewers pitching staff, okay, mm-hmm. or anywhere close to it. They score six runs opening day. Yesterday, they only score one. Today, they score three on a sacrifice fly. They don't get any big flies out of the park. This is the, the, their MO is hit the ball over the fence. Uh, what do you think about, and look, look, I know it's three games into the season, but what, you know, what do you think so far? Three games. So, so, so you had a, a good, a good run out, put six, but then you gave up, but then you, then you only scored one and then three in consecutive games against a pitching staff that, that nobody's winning no Cy Young on. Yeah. So everything happened really quickly last night with Elliot Ramos getting called up and people thought maybe somebody was injured or, you know, weren't really sure why do this and not just have them on the opening day roster. They need bats. They need bats. And that, that was the first thing you saw. Let's get this kid up here and R- see what Rodon he can do. Rodon struck out 11. Yeah. <laughs> he struck out 11 and yeah. lost. That, that, that. Hey, welcome to San Francisco. <laughs> right. right. It's like Matt Matt Cain. Matt Cain on line one. Yeah. So I, I think it, this throughout this whole season, it's all going to be based on what the Giants can do offensively. Because I think we all believe in their pitching staff. We all believe that they have the ability to keep the Giants in game. And I, I would say keep the Giants in game, meaning anything under five runs, right? You should feel like you have a chance. So Giants, and that's not to say you're going to be able to score more than five runs every single day or every single game. But to me, five runs is right around look. You got to get it going a little bit, but I can't expect the pitching staff to hold a team under three every single game. So you got to show up sometimes. And look, we're we're looking at this. We're looking at this lineup and you got Darren Ruff is your big bopper. I was talking to Brian about this in the break. Darren Ruff is your big bopper. That is, that is underwhelming. Yeah. But, but that's what they have, right? That's what they decided to go on. But if only there was a point in the season or maybe even the off season where you know if you were deficient in somewhere you can write some checks and improve yourself in that situation if only that existed <laughs> i mean i don't know why the baseball doesn't do that but like what about if you were a baseball team and you were lacking, I don't know, hitters, then other teams could put their hitters up and you could pay their hitters and you could take them from that team. That would be so perfect. And the Giants would have totally, totally would have did well in that situation, right? Yeah. So you got obviously Brandon Belt, uh, and and he was hot last season as he gets hot and unfortunately was injured uh, in, in the playoffs. You got Evan Longoria coming back 
I don't know what we could expect from Evan Longoria, but he's had spots where he gets hot as well. He just can't seem to stay at the stay on the field. Lamont Wade Jr. I think is the most interesting piece of this because you talk about soft. He's a lefty platoon guy, though. I love him, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. The idea that he was a platoon guy was the idea that he can't face lefties when he didn't get really that many opportunities to face lefties. So I don't know what Lamont Wade Jr. is. But what I do know is that he had some really good uh, at-bats last season. He came through in the clutch late night Lamont when you needed him. I don't know what that means for this season, right? We saw Yastrzemski ball out uh, back in 2020, and we haven't really seen that version of him. We haven't really seen that version of him since. So you, you... you like what you see from the Giants, but is it enough to hang around? It's enough to get into the playoffs, but winning the NL West again, it was a t- everybody acts like because the Giants won last season that that should be the expectation. It was it was a tall order last season that they pulled off, and all it took, by the way, was a franchise record in wins. So you, unless you got one of those in your back pocket again, I, I, I think the goal is, yes, you're going to get into the dance, you get into the playoffs, and you go from here. Yeah, yeah, I just – I'm not going to get over what they did in the offseason, though, because uh, they, you get Rodon, and then you get and then you get Jock Peterson, and they're like, all right, we're good. After losing Buster Posey, after letting Chris Bryant walk, and, and then you, you replace Rodon with – he's essentially Gosman's replacement. Okay, cool. But you lose two legitimate hitters, and then you're like, hey, Jock Peterson, whoo, done. That bothers me. Not getting Marcus Simeon, I'll never understand that. I will never, ever understand that. Uh, unless he falls off a cliff offensively sometime in the next, I don't know. It, it, he would it'd have to be within the next five years, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't go that far. No, no, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Even if if he if you get if you get two years of what he did last season and then he falls off a cliff, like I'm still saying that's a bad call uh, to not sign him, right? And and, and if you, if you got him in the middle of this order right now, you, you're not scoring three and one runs in back-to-back games against the Marlins. Brian, what's Shemari, happening, baby? Yeah. Shamari, they would never get Marcus Simeon. And I understand the outrage, but you got to realize they paid him, what, seven years, $175 million? Worth it. No. Farhan would say, you're wrong. It's not worth it. And that's what they do. They don't pay these guys big money. That's why they let Chris Bryant walk to a bad team. They're a good team who knows how to adjust, you know, their contracts and get the best players for the best value. And you just got to trust in Farhan. I trust in Farhan to, to, to produce a playoff team. I, I don't know that you can trust him. Allen. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. World Series contenders. 2022 San Francisco Giants World Series contenders. Yeah or nay? Like, like, just, I, I know it's an overreaction. We're, we're two games, three games in. Are they contenders? I have to say they're contenders because I think they're going to make the playoffs. And if you're going to make the playoffs, you are a contender. Now, legit contender. When I look at the Braves lineup and the Dodgers line, I'm just only, I'm only looking at the, I'm only looking at the exactly, NL. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. only looking at the NL. Like we're not even talking about Aaron Judge and in in, in in New York. No. Yeah, exactly. So you got, you got, you got the. The Dodgers, you got the Braves, you got the Padres, right? Tatis, whenever he gets back, you know, all, all the all all these teams that we are mentioning. And I, I gotta say this, and I I might get fried for this, but I don't really care because this whole trust in Farhan thing, right? We know he comes for the A's, and and the idea of the whole money ball aspect. We all know that, yeah, he got the Dodgers into a great spot. He didn't win a World Series with the Dodgers, right? Uh, under his watch as the Dodgers GM, the team made its first World Series appearance in 29 years in 2017. And I know the Astros 
cheated, but but <laughs> but they didn't win. Okay, and this idea that Farhan is coming in with just blinging like Phil Jackson over here is. And I'm not saying I don't trust in Farhan, but let's not act like you know uh, he he's, he's never been wrong. And and I know. Coming off of 107 games, this might sound ridiculous, but the playoffs are a different beast. And there are a lot of stars in the playoffs, and the Giants don't have stars. And I know before the text line chimes in, 888-957-9570, I know before you chime in, I know in 2010 and 2012 and 2014, there weren't huge stars on the Giants. But you had you got to have some cornerstone pieces, and I just don't know that the Giants have enough. And let's not, let's not forget that other teams have, you know, completely flipped who they are as well. There was no well, Acuna but no, but, Jr. But, but there were stars on the Giants. They were just their and, pitchers. And, and that's my whole thing. Yeah, no, Everybody no, no. says Lincecum that. Tim was a star. Tim Lincecum yeah. star. I would call Buster Posey a star. Absolutely. After that, sure. Well, no, Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner star. star. Matt Cain is where you're getting a little borderline. Uh, Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford are getting a little borderline. They're, Brandon Crawford's a star here. Um, I, he was, he's probably the most borderline guy for us in that way. But I'm like, everybody's sitting here, you know, acting. So who are the cornerstones now? You still have Brandon Crawford. You still have Brandon Belt. And Evan Longoria, when he's on the field, has still been pretty productive. You gotta hope Elliot Ramos hits literally and figuratively, and same with Joey and same with Joey Bart. So I think they are ahead of schedule. Don't get me wrong, but this idea that you know in Farhan we trust and and the Giants are just gonna be good because this is what he does. He left the Dodgers and the Dodgers got stars all around. They got well, stars exactly. all around. Like but they, they got also Mookie. Went, they spent money. They spent they, they money. Spent draft capital. Yeah. And, so, and prospects. I'm not saying don't trust Farhan, but I wouldn't say don't blindly trust anybody. I'll tell you this much. If, if they don't sign, if they, so they didn't sign. If you, so we have Ramos up here already. Bart opened the season with the home run in his first game. If we can somehow get Hunter Bishop up here, because Luciano's not going to be ready for a couple of seasons, right? right? So whatever. But Hunter Bishop is he's kind of teetering on he could come up this season, but he should probably, like, we can get Hunter Bishop up here. And we can get some synergy with these three young dudes. I, I won't. I w- I'll be less upset that they didn't go out and spend money. If that's a plan. If that was a plan, then that's a good plan. Well, sure. And and I'm gonna like slightly contradict contradict myself here and say that would be the only reason to not sign a crazy deal for someone because the cavalry is coming as far as the kids coming up in the farm system, Marco Luciano, just like you meant. Well, you know, Ramos is here now. If you feel like these guys are really going to do it for you and we just got to wait out, you know, no offense to the Duggars and the Slaters of the world, then then <laughs> yeah. that's a different situation, but they're not going to say that out loud. They're just going to say, we think we can compete with the guys we have, of course. And there's different levels to compete in. You can win 88 games and probably make it to the playoffs, right? Because 12 are getting in. Six six from each league are going to make it as compared to four in the past. They've added two, four teams. They've added two in the National League into the mix, okay? So if, if you are the sixth best team, which is say you have three division winners, right? And if you just are the, the second place team in your division, then you probably make it. Now, I don't know that, the, I don't know that they're going to be better than the Padres. I don't know that they're going to be better than whoever is in second place in the central, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, – and then you go to the east, and okay, well, the east is the east, right? But the east um, is always supposed to be good. The yeah, east is the east just, is going to be dangerous because, you know, you got the Braves, you got the Mets, 
uh, who are obviously always they're always supposed <laughs> yeah, to be good. But yeah. I mean, the NL Central I Which think is, is one that I was gonna say. You yeah. probably are like, eh, you know, you got the Pirates and the Reds, and you don't really know. Ugh, they were yeah, on the same okay. list of you know, Reds fans were complaining about the payroll being so small. So <clears throat> unless they're gonna pull off some Tampa Bay Rays stuff here, you know, I I think the Giants are going, especially with the expanded playoffs. The Giants are gonna make the playoffs. The question is. What should the expectations be in the playoffs, knowing that they are ahead of schedule, but also knowing that they won 107 games last season? So that begs the question, in some weird way, did the 107 wins last season hurt the Giants in any way and hurt, you know, the idea of like our expectations and what and the front office? It gave the front office kind of an excuse. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to do anything. Look, we just won 107 games. And we, it was amazing to watch. But did anybody – it became very apparent very quickly when the Giants' bats went colder than, you know, Antarctica that mm. the Giants <laughs> did not have enough to get it done in the postseason. Well, but see, but the, the, they had stretches like that, so many stretches like that, and furthermore, it was feast or famine. If they didn't hit home runs, they didn't score. And, 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 and if you could figure out a way – to, to you could shut them down with late innings because if they throw the lefty line of all, well, wait, now now we have to put the righties in because we, and that just, that overall, like, so over, over 162 games, that's going to win a lot of time. But any individual game, you, you need guys that can just, you know, hit whoever shows up. And, and I get it. I get there's not, you know, 200 of those guys in professional baseball, right? I get that, that they're rare and all those things, but that's why you pay. Yeah, you got to pay, pay for it. You got to pay for it. That's why that's who you pay for. Even more than even more than pitching, even more than pitching, I feel given given what this the ball this the way this ballpark plays, given that I feel like I feel better about matching up pitchers against hitters and doing the, the, the opposite of that. Like you need and, and they have no one. I can't think of anybody on this team. Evan Longoria, I guess, right? But but what, what level is he at? Brandon Belt, yes, but he's still a, he's still a lefty, okay? And lefties are just the lefty on lefty thing. Even the lefties that hit other lefties well, like those splits are still never good, right? They don't have a single legitimate non-platoon impact bat. That's why they just paid Darren Ruff. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I just saw 107 wins, man. Obviously, they're not getting back to that. They're they're two and one. They're two and one. They're off to a good start. It was against a Marlins. They opened up against the Marlins, which I mean, that's about as good as any. Uh, that's a good of an opening series matchup as you're going to get, right? In, in Major League Baseball, um, next next series is against the Padres. Is that who's coming to town next? Yeah, they're they're going to San Diego next week. And we're going to see what happens because now stuff gets real. The Padres, the Padres, I don't know what happened to the Padres last season. I don't. They're also 2-1 to start the season. They do have the brand names like the Manny Machados, like, like, the, uh, like the Hosmers. They, they brought in Blake, Blake Snell last season. They got a pitching staff. They got stars. So, so we're going to start to see. I mean, it was a nice, nice warm-up series against the Marlins. But now... Now, now, now you stopping with the big dogs, yes. and you got to go to San Diego. Well, no, San Diego's coming town, and we're gonna see what's gonna happen. Well, yeah, and and that's the thing. It feels weird saying now you got to go with the big dogs when the Giants won the NL West last they, season. They did, you know. So yeah. I'm not sitting here. I'm definitely not gonna disrespect what the Giants did, and and you know, 
the Padres are coming up to play with the big boys. That's really what it is. But we understand that this is, in, in every sense of the word, a marathon, not a sprint, and that we have a long season to go. The same way Camilo Duvall kind of uh, rose up throughout the season, they're going to be those stories this year. We've already seen it on a small level with Joey Bart. We've always already seen it on a small level with, uh, you know, with Elliot Ramos coming up. So I think this is a great series for the Giants to take. I think that if you're looking at Vegas, Vegas had the Giants at 84 and a half wins, which I feel seems a bit perfect. Uh, I, I'm going, I'm going to take the over, but I don't know how confident I feel about it. The Giants are going to have to do work against their division because if you're not playing the the Dodgers or the Padres, you, you I mean, Diamondbacks, Rockies, <laughs> yeah. you gotta, you gotta go to town there. You, you, you um, gotta slam dunk the layups. Yeah, exactly. So I think that the Giants are set up to definitely be a playoff team. I think that goes without saying. What they do in the playoffs, I think, is really what is uh, up for debate and and up in the air right now. Once again, the Giants at Oracle Park today, just in about 30 minutes ago, they they wrapped up a game, a series against Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins. Uh, they won 3-2. Uh, uh, <laughs> they won 3-2, and it, it, it had the debut of Elliot Ramos, who went two for three, and scored a run. When we get back, we're going to get back to, we're going to shift back into Warriors mode as we get ready to lead up to JD for Warriors pregame coming up in the segment after, and then the show afterwards. Uh, Shamari Block, Alan Styles, 95.7 The Game. Oh my God. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. getting that big lazy breaking ball that hangs out over the middle of the play breaks it right down the line and right now back to 95-7 the game and those were the sounds as the San Francisco Giants prevailed over the Miami Marlins today 3-2 it was the debut of the the much awaited debut of Elliot Ramos, who was drafted when he was a high school age kid, and now this dude can drink, okay? And that's how long he just sat there on the farm. But here, he finally makes it. He contributes to a win today. And yes, yes, the Giants ended 2-1 and one with the Padres also 2-1 and one coming to town. Coming up next, 
after Allen I show is over, then we go to JD for Warriors pregame. And what I would like to do is open up the phone lines, 888-957-9570. On the eve, on the day of the last game of the regular season with the postseason beginning next weekend, where are you with this Warriors team? Like, what, where do you, what do you see happening this season? What do you think the ceiling is? What do you think the floor is? Do you, what do you think you're going to get out of, out of Steph Curry, Draymond, and Clay? Do you think, do you think they can turn the clock back? We want to hear your thoughts. And on that note, I'm going to go to you, Alan Styles. Like, let's talk about the big three. And mm-hmm. I guess we'll throw Iggy in there, the big four. Obviously, they're not, it's not 2015. Obviously, everybody's older. Iguodala was significantly older, and he's also significantly old, okay? What, what do you think we're going to get out of these guys? Like, how close do you think we're going to get back to turning back the clock and having the, those guys of 2016 back? Man, I think that what we've seen the Warriors do these last couple games and and what Draymond has done, seeing Clay come around a bit, I, we, we still need more from Clay, but I do think that there is something to be said about championship pedigree. And, you know, I really didn't want to go down that direction because that is what everybody has been saying. And I've been the one holding out this long time. I don't I don't believe in that championship pedigree stuff. I don't. But but seeing just how this team is behaving, right, how this team is acting, they look like they're on a business trip. They're, they look like they're having fun. They're playing free. But they look like. They are there to take care of business, and that has made me think that they might not want to play. We don't know if they actually want to play the Suns or the Grizzlies or whatever mind games they're trying to play as far as who they want to see, but we do know this. There is no team in the NBA that wants to see the Warriors with the Warriors rolling on all cylinders at 100%. There's no team. They have the highest ceiling in the league. They do. And if you want to, I don't know, maybe throw. I saw a thing today, uh, you know, just like every other week we do. Ben Simmons might play in the first round, uh, whatever. <laughs> right. But if you want to say maybe with Ben Simmons, the, the Nets might have the technically the highest ceiling. But the Warriors, they have the most chemistry. They've been doing it the longest. When you look around at all the other teams, they are still the most accomplished team. You know, the Bucks only won that, that they just got. The Suns made it, but they didn't win the whole thing. You know, the, the Lakers aren't even. Even in the play and so when you look around at the teams that again haven't done it before and haven't been to the promised land you gotta look and I know I and I I think the Bucks are the scariest team for the Warriors not just counting you know Western Conference just in general but when you look at what the Warriors have done in the past and how they're ramping up now it has to make you excited for what is to come and I think the big four are going to come out and basically collectively say uh, don't forget about us. I think that's what this is going to be. See, you know the funny thing is, is that of all of the all of the variables, right? That we're talking about. Oh well, well, how what will Steph Clay and Dre look like together? And what are we going to get out of Pool and Wiggins? And can the young guys contribute? And all like the one thing that I'm not worried about is Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Green and Clay Thompson. They are going to be a version, a reasonable facsimile to what they were a few years ago because. It, have they lost some things physically? Sure. But they've also become smarter and more experienced. So I don't really see a huge drop-off from 2016. And I'm talking pre-KD play, when it was just the three of them, and they were making things happen with with, with uh, Draymond as a defender and, and Stephen Clay as the shooters, right? I don't feel like there's going to be a huge drop-off from them. The, the, the question becomes – 
the, the thing that concerns me is is the pieces around them. There's no Livingston. I guess you got Igadawa here, but he's old. It ain't no more buckets around here. It's no, uh, well, you, you know what I'm well, saying? You just name. It's just a new well, roster. Well no, well, no, well, no. But here's the thing: is that those those pieces around them have developed chemistry also, and mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of from a chemistry standpoint what kind of chemistry you're gonna have with Jordan Poole, with Andrew Wiggins, because both of those guys have not looked great when the squad's full. When everybody's there, everybody's playing. They, we have seen decline from both of those players. You need both of those players playing well to make a move. Th- those are your th- – that's not your – those are your fourth and fifth men, okay? Mm-hmm. You got the three. Those are, those are number four and number five in terms of significance and importance to winning it all. If you don't have those guys, it kind of doesn't matter what the auto porters do. It kind of doesn't matter what the what the uh, the, the Damian Lee's. Well, you know, hopefully Damian Lee does nothing. But it kind of doesn't matter what the other dudes on the roster. Those are the five guys that are going to take you there. Kevon Looney's going to contribute. Bielitsa's probably going to contribute, right? But you're going to go as far as those five guys take you, and not just as a starting lineup, like intermingled in with the other uh, tertiary players, right? Right. Um, so I don't I don't know. The thing that, that scares me the most is you drop Steph back into this pot and what what's the flavor going to be like? I don't know. I don't know. I know what it's going to look like for Steph, Clay, and Dre. I don't know what it's going to look like for everybody else. And that is the most concerning thing. And that will be the thing if, if, if it's a first-round exit or a second-round exit or, or whatever. That's going to be the thing to me that didn't jive. Well, yeah, and that's why when I say, you know, no team wants to face the Warriors when they're rolling on all cylinders. The operative words there are rolling all on cylinders, all cylinders yeah, because yeah. if they're not, then we've seen this thing get really clunky and uh, quickly. And I think, to your point, they don't have a lot of time to figure this thing out. There's only so much you can practice. Practice is not the same as as playoff basketball. And I know even on the broadcast they were talking about how you know they've been really ratcheting it up in practice and 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 there've been a lot of you know one on one kind of competitions and they're trying to get there, but it's not the same as you know actually being in a playoff game. So. It might not look that pretty to start game one of the NBA playoffs for the Golden State Warriors. It might not. And we still don't know if Jordan Poole is going to be part of that starting lineup, if he's coming off the bench. I did mean to talk to you because throughout this whole show, you've been saying, you know, Jordan Poole in this six-man role uh, hasn't been too good. And I did want to say it's not a matter. I agree with you and I disagree agree with you because it's not a matter of Jordan Poole in that role not looking too good. It's a matter of it takes a couple games for him to get there, right, to get used to it. So he gets back to the sixth man, and it takes him a couple games to get used to it. They don't have a couple games for him to get used to it. I think that's the problem. They don't have a couple games for anybody for to do any, anything. To anything. Yeah, so, it, it, it's show or go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. The whole, oh, well, you know, okay, well, in, it's been about five games. He's been sixth man, and now he's getting into his groove. You're going to be in Cancun with LeBron if, if you take it that long. <laughs> exactly. Dr- well, Draymond, well, Dr- Draymond will. Well, yeah, Draymond's going to be on the same raft as LeBron. So, so. Steph Curry's going to be like, I'm good right now. Yeah, I'm good right now. So I think that is the question. Because the collection of parts haven't played that much together, do they have time to make it work? Or can they work through the transition while getting W's? Because if you work through the transition – and you're catching L's, now everybody starts freaking out. Even if you lose that first game, it's gonna be it's gonna be tight. So number one, you gotta hope there's some way that they can face the jazz. That's number one. And number two, can you transition, but also not at the not at everything destroying or, or not at the sake of 
not being able to produce on the court. That's the real question, ultimately. We know what they can do when they're all rolling. We do. We do. And, and, and that's the beauty of it is, and, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. That one of the, with the KD era, the, the three seasons of KD was there, one of the things that that got lost, I guess, was that that sense of mystery. Now, don't get it twisted, okay? I would love to know that this team's going to go all the way, right? I would love to know that it, it would it would warm me inside to feel that way. But there's an element of of with this team of it's like, okay, well, I don't I don't know. I'm going to pay attention. I'm, it, it's going to be exciting to it's watch. Refreshing, exactly. Because with, with KD, it's like, all right. Well, I know. Like you, you 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 watch every game, but there was no intrigue. There was no you know, like your heart didn't pump, right? I, I'll tell you what, though. What? That that what was it? That game one when J.R. Smith messed up. Yeah, I'm not saying the Warriors <laughs> wouldn't have won, but that that was pretty interesting. It was that it game was, was pretty was. interesting. But then after that, it was it was a wrap. So, well, but this is gonna be this is gonna be the most exciting playoffs to watch. I feel like since 2016, when you didn't really know, right? Like in 2015, the first season they did it, like they had the best record. They got off to that 20 and one start. But but even when you hit the playoffs, there were people that thought the Spurs could take them out. There were people that thought the Grizzlies would take them out. Luckily, they didn't have to face the Spurs. <laughs> no, the yeah. Grizzlies, right? They, they went through the Clippers and teams like that, right? So, so this is going to be the most exciting, the exciting playoffs since 2016 to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I, again, I don't know what's going to happen. You didn't know what was going to happen for, for three straight years. And, and, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because while there's beauty in... Yeah, sure. We know we're going to win it all and just wait for the parade to happen, right? There's also something to be said about really getting into a playoff game. Yeah. We haven't felt that in five, six years if you're a Dubs fan. No, I know. And and that Spurs, you know, you talk about with KD, I was at that game with the, the Zaza Kawhi situation. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, I think I took my, I think it was for Mother's Day. I went with my mom and my little sister and I'm sitting there like, dude. Are they going to blow this? And we know how that ended up, you know, uh, ending the Warriors figure it out. You know, Kawhi goes out. So that was that was a situation where you did not know what was going to happen. But as a whole, the, the Warriors were supposed to win every single game exactly. by double digits. Right. <laughs> so and and I'll when you look at this season, not only if the Warriors can pull this off, not only would it be one of the the in my opinion, the hardest earned ring that they would have. Right. Not only would it be the hardest earned ring that I believe the Warriors have, but I believe, and I don't want to be prisoner of the moment here, but historically, when you look at the Warriors and when you look at or the NBA in general, if you look at the collection of talent around the league, this has got to be one of the hardest earned rings in NBA history. I mean, look at all the star power all around, all around. I mean, the, the Nets went through their thing. The Nets got KD and, and Kyrie. They're in the eighth seed. Right, seven seed, eight seed. You got the, the Lakers didn't make it in. We know that ended up being a mess, but the Lakers didn't make it in. I, I mean, the Bucks are rolling. The Suns franchise record. Like the the Grizzlies coming out of nowhere. You know, they're a playoff team, but really taking that next they're, step. They're, they're, so they're, they're on the come up, man. Who, young young dudes on the come whoever, up. Youngest team in the NBA, by the way. Yes, whoever is able to get this done. I mean, this is like the opposite feeling that people have about the bubble ring. The complete opposite. Let me, let me ask you this, and I'm actually going to go to Brian in the glass, too, for his opinion, because this is so, so last game of the season tonight. Again, tune in, 95-7 the game for pregame, game, and postgame. Um, but seems how this is the last day, and, and this doesn't include the playoffs, okay? The, the, but the story, the story of the 20. 
2021-2022 Warriors regular season is what? Like, like if you had to sum it up in, in one story, what is it? Brian, we'll start with Brian behind the glass. To sum it up in one like one storyline or one word, like how yeah, do you well, no do one storyline. Like you know, the 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 the, the 2021, 2022 regular season was this, it, or it was about this one element of the game or of the team. Oh, it's easy. The return of the big three, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. I mean, we saw them play 11 minutes so far, and we saw them be able to really produce in those 11 minutes. Clay Thompson coming back. If it has to be the return of Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry finally playing together after what two years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's legit. That's definitely one of them. What about you, man? So I, I great take by Brian. So I'm not gonna take it. I'm gonna <laughs> say, I'm gonna say just a couple words. The future is bright. <laughs> Jordan Poole, the future is, Jonathan yeah, Kaminga. Okay. That's what we learned. The mm-hmm. future is bright. That's all I got for it. Really, James really Wiseman. is. James Stop that. Wiseman. Stop hey, that now. hey, why, Stop that now. He's still he's a rumor, but he's a factor, man. He's a factor. You know what the funny thing to me is is that the. The thing that's going to define this, this 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 season, the regular season, and and it's going to to alter or it's going to inform what the narrative is, given what happens in the playoffs, is is the injuries, man. Like every every season, there's a bunch of injuries, but because of injury, you got a grand total of 11 minutes in the regular season of Steph, Clay, and Dre, and. Whether they go into this postseason and win it all or whether they don't, I feel like we're going to look back on what the outcome was and look back at these injuries and how it impacted what happened moving forward, man. No, that's fair. And again, this, that, uh, it, but every way, everybody had great takes, by the way. I'm just saying, yeah. right. No, yeah. and, and it, there's just a lot of ways to look at it. I exactly, think that yeah. th- this championship, I, 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 that's why it was a dope question. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, 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 and this year specifically would be so improbable. For the Warriors, even though they're, they'll either be the third or fourth seed, the way they got there, the 18 and two start when nobody knew what was, you know, what was going to happen, uh, going nine and zero without Draymond, Draymond being out, nobody saw any of this coming. I think in this way, I think they were picked to finish maybe fourth or fifth in the division. I originally had them third, so I, I could be right, I could be wrong. By the time you know tonight ends, we'll know, but. They took a different path to get there, but they're basically where a little bit better than what people expected, but pretty much where people expected a little bit better being able to, if they're able to finish in this third seed with, they might finish between three and five, but they are still going to probably be the most dangerous team in, in, in the NBA playoffs. And I, that's exactly where they are. That's exactly where they are. They're the most dangerous team in the playoffs. Are they able to, to get into the danger zone? That is the question that we're all waiting to find out. You mentioned the you mentioned the fast start, eighteen and two, best record in 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 the in the association. They they had the biggest point differential, like their point differentials historic. It was like fourteen points. They were winning games by an average of fourteen points a game, right? Then the rest of the way, you you basically play like not five hundred, but like five fifty ball mm-hmm. for the rest of the way, right? Given the way they started the season. Was were the other eighty games right? Were the other sixty-two games of the season was 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 that was that a disaster? Was that like you know you gonna know say like how do you how do you label the remaining sixty-two games after the eighteen two? Well, number one injury, you're right, just like you mentioned. But number I guess number two would be injury. Number one would be just transitions. You got to bring Clay back, 
okay? That that altered Jordan Poole's role. That altered Andrew Wiggins' role. Jo- jo- Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson are about an inch apart. They they <laughs> do a lot of the same things, right? Mm-hmm. We nobody's comparing Andrew Wiggins to Clay Thompson, but just for the sake of this argument and and the offense. Andrew Wiggins is like, okay, like, do I shoot now? You know, now, now Clay Thompson's back. Jordan Poole's thinking the same thing. You had to deal with that right after Clay Thompson gets back. Draymond gets hurt. Okay. So now you go through this, you know, you got to go through this part of the season without Draymond. And then you finally get Draymond back. Steph gets hurt. So I would, you can't call it a, a disaster. It's a disaster from a injury standpoint, but I can't call it a, a disaster based on what they did because they never had their whole team and they still were able to hold down either the third or fourth seed. And the only reason they're, they're in the third seed is because the Grizzlies were doing things that nobody expected the Grizzlies to do. True, true. But I just don't know. I get it. I get injuries, okay? But but what do we say about the grit? 20 and 3 without Ja. That's true. That's we, true. We, we saw the Suns hold it down without CP3. And the Warriors started this season going 18 and 2 without Clay Thompson. But those are the only two teams in the Western Conference with better records than the Warriors. So yeah, but, but they fell apart without Draymond? They, they they I can sort of get falling apart without Steph, but they actually played better without Steph. And not that they played great without Steph. But they actually played better without Steph than they did without Draymond when you hit those dark days in the middle of the season and Draymond was missing, right? So I, I just don't – I don't know, man. Given how they started, finishing third, a distant third, right? Like they were five games behind the Grizzlies. and They're like 12, 13 games behind the Suns. Like I don't know that these last 62 games, which, which, which is what we're talking about after going 18-2 – I don't know that you can look at, at that stretch of basketball, which was most of the season, and and call it a success. But I'm not going to call it a disaster either, right? Like it kind of just was. It kind of just was. Yeah, the se- you just have to look at the season as a whole. That, that's all. That's all I think you can do. And and to what you're saying about Draymond, there's a whole discord about. Draymond possibly being more important to this team than Steph. Now, whether you agree with it or not is neither here nor there, but there's actually a conversation about how important Draymond is compared to Steph and maybe even more important than Steph. So for them to lose Draymond, then lose Steph, you got Clay, who, yeah, Clay's back. Yeah, Clay's back, who hasn't played in two and a half years. So you have that too. So I think that they fought through everything that they could. When when something came up, it was just like whack-a-mole. Somebody would return, somebody else would leave. Somebody would get there, somebody else would leave. So to do what they were able to do, and the Suns have a new franchise record. Like th- that team and Memphis t- and Memphis did things that nobody saw coming. And I think because of that, the Warriors they did things that some people did see coming, but nobody saw these injuries. And every team deals with injuries. The Warriors dealt with them the best way they could, and they're going to have home court to start the NBA playoffs. You can't really complain about that one. The Xfinity mobile text line is chiming in. Warriors going to give Smoke in five games to Utah or Denver. That's out of the 480. And, and you know what? I I, 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 I kind of buy into that. I, I, I am not concerned with the first round. The question is, how far does this team go? Also, the 408 chiming in. Bench Clay for pool. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and wait, 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 Steph, uh, uh, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson are not either or propositions, man. Like people got to get out of that mindset that it's one or the other. You can have both. Yeah, we can have both people. We live in a world where where a, a, a shooting guard and a and a two three can be on the court at the same time. Yes. Unless unless 408 doesn't want to sacrifice Looney on the bench. Unless. 
Because you can't do you can't have all that together. That's too many people. <clears throat> I'm gonna go to my man Brian on this one. Brian. It, Brian, okay. Uh, okay, never mind. I was gonna ask him, but but bench loney, bench loney in in favor of having the three guard lineup with uh with Wiggins and Draymond on court. How do you feel about it? You, you, Looney's your man, but but what do you think about that lineup? Like, because if you're with it, then, then everybody should be with it. All right. Well, <laughs> Brian is he's got to figure it out, but I don't know. So so what do you think about that? The three guard lineup, Looney coming off the bench. What do you think about that, man? Because yeah. we, we got a couple of minutes. We got a couple minutes. Yeah, here. I mean, I think that Rudy Gobert isn't an offensive juggernaut, but it would be tough to only have Draymond. You could have a he, he could have a field day, but I don't know what that even means because Donovan Mitchell never passes him the ball. But that lineup with Jokic, that could get a little scary. Yeah, with Jokic or or with DeAndre Ayton at some point, right? right. So, so what we were talking about, Brian, was was the idea that that three guard lineup that everybody wants that probably means that your man Looney is coming off the bench. Now, do you, are you in favor of Looney coming off the bench and starting the three guard lineup with Wiggins and Draymond as yeah, the four no, five? I definitely am. I- I mean, that three-guard lineup is lethal. And honestly, I think that three-guard lineup is going to be the lineup to trump that big lineup you have in Denver, for say. We saw it in Denver. If you have that three-guard lineup out there, you have Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Jordan Poole with Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. Do you tell me that Nikola Jokic is going to be able to guard any of those three? Yeah, I'll definitely take that three-guard lineup over. Sorry, Looney. I love you, but you're going to the bench. Okay, my man Brian Iglesias is saying send Looney to the bench. Then, then nobody, the three-guard lineup it is. And, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to get to see it next week. Steph Curry comes back. But tonight, the Pelicans in New Orleans. Stay tuned. 95-7 the game. Allen, you're going to be on with J.D. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to take us up to the pregame show with Tim Roy. Then we're going to have Warriors. Then JD and I believe. Wait, are you are you doing post game with JD? No post game, just okay. pregame. JD and I will find out later. Let you know coming up on ninety five seven the game. Shamari Block, Allen Styles, Styles and Block, Block and Styles. See y'all tomorrow. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas. Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.